0: ...language that could instantly settle any dispute about the use of a word or turn of a phrase. But then English would not be English. Our language is a glorious hodgepodge that is the result of invasion, exploration, linguistic inventiveness, and yes, simple error. And this book is not an attempt to turn our language into an almanac of lists. This book is not concerned with telling you that some form of language you have long used is wrong and should be avoided. It will not provide you with a set of rules to follow in order that you might avoid the murmured corrections that we have all heard when violating some oft-invoked rule, such as ending a sentence with a preposition. What it will do is examine the roots and histories of these cherished linguistic peeves. We are all constantly judging the language skills of the people around us. In part, this is because we wear our level of erudition on our sleeves, where words are concerned. If you sit down next to someone at a dinner party, you are able to make some judgment on their language use within minutes, simply based on the words they use and the way they put their sentences together. That same person might well have a terrible grasp of science, history, or geography, but it would take a considerable length of questioning for you to figure that out. With their language, you can come to a judgment quite quickly. We all carry around with us these judgments and biases, but rarely do we stop to look at where they come from and ask why there are certain things that bother us. I became interested in the subject of linguistic pet peeves because of my ability to inflame them in others. I discovered, after having written several books on obscure words, that in some ways I was possessed of a spectacularly incompetent form of standard English. I routinely failed to observe many of the basic rules of subject-verb agreement. I used the passive voice when I could have used the active. Employed words such as decimate, enormity, and literally in unapproved fashions. Began my sentences with but and ended them with prepositions, and committed other errors innumerable. Following a series of appearances on radio shows during which I spoke on the subject of dictionaries, I began to receive a large number of letters from concerned citizens who felt that I was contributing to the decline of the English language. These letters ranged in tone from the mildly disapproving to the apoplectic. And I regret to say that none of them had the desired effect of improving the way in which I use English. I am of a somewhat contrarian nature, and do not respond well to rules that appear capricious, illogical, or which, when questioned, come with the explanation of, because you should not do that. None of the admonitions I receive caused me to rethink the way that I used my language. However, In researching the origins of these examples of linguistic aggravation, I found that learning the why of the problem did cause me to pay attention to it in a way that I never had before. I cannot say that I now write or speak in flawless standard English. Such a feat would be impossible. There has never been anything close to agreement about what exactly constitutes correct English usage. Furthermore, I have no desire to adhere to many of these rules, and I am entirely comfortable in using my language the way that I want to use it. However, I can say that I now notice when I am breaking many of these rules and take a delight in feeling informed of the roots of my transgression. If you are interested in asking questions about language and want to know why you have been told to not speak or write in a certain way, I hope that this book will give you answers and allow you to make a decision about whether you want to continue to annoy language purists in the future. And if you are one of these purists who is upset that I began this sentence with the word and, perhaps learning the history of this proscription will lessen your irritation with it. I think it delightful that language can engender such passion. At the same time, I find the tendency to belittle people for verbal slights to be quite distasteful. I frequently hear people pointedly aver that they care about language, which to me is simply a polite way of saying, I like to correct the language use of other people. We all care about language, some of us more than others. But the degree to which one is willing,